There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode four of season five of Van Helsing. Oh, wow. It was like an old home week. Yeah. We finally came <laughs> back to the present. <laughs> yeah. And we got all this. Well, I can't say all the answers, but all the people we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Almost. We still haven't seen Kelly Overton. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Her name was at least in the credits this time. Well, that's something. <laughs> so I thought we were going to see her because of that. Right. But that's uh, driving me crazy. We're four episodes in and we don't have our lead character. Right. This is so weird to me. Yes, very. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty good and we got a lot of stuff happening and I got a little nervous at the end, which I'll talk about when we get there. But do you have any ratings news from the last episode or has it been weird again with the ratings? Well, no, they're out there, but Uh-oh. it's so bad. It's <laughs> I think we've been getting about 200,000 viewers, so it's like, oh, yikes. yeah, it was episode one was like almost out of the top 150. Oh, yikes. Yeah. And I know I'd seen people when we were tweeting about, say, Van Helsing, but I thought they had a pretty definite, like, we were just doing X amount of seasons anyway. That's very possible that it was... Like I, I was pretty sure they had an art, yeah, yeah, five season art. Like, because you know, some things if you go too long, it just gets really convoluted. Although we're in episode four out of thirteen, and I'm like, hold on a second, (laughs) things are kind of weird. But anyway, why don't you take us into the episode, Steve? All right, episode four, State of the Union. Axel and Julius wake up in the Sunshine Unit, where they learn the truth about their injuries. At Fort Collins, Violet and Ivory must persuade their kidnappers that they are not traitors. I wouldn't say kidnappers, but... (laughs) People holding them. Right. Against their will in chains. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to start with Sunrise Unit, as we see Axel waking up inside this Sunrise Unit and pulls an injection from his leg. Well, How did I, I not notice him good. pulling something out of his leg? <laughs> oh my god. And Probably because wa- I started tweeting. <laughs> yeah. And he wanders into a room where he hears a noise and reaches for his gun, which isn't in its holster. That's um, not good. Uh. <laughs> like he thought he was going to wake up somewhere with his gun. Like, nah, you know what? Probably not. Yeah. So he grabs a crutch like that's going to help. <laughs> but where he is, that's probably the only thing he could use. But he finds Doc, who tells him to grab a mask and help her stabilize Julius, who's on the floor with an oxygen mask on and several cuts to his midsection. That doesn't look good. No. How the heck did she get them in there? Yeah. <laughs> she had to drag him in, I guess, and that's 
Julius is an awful large human being. He's a big dude. Yeah. And Doc's a small woman. Yep. Later on, we see Julius is now on a gurney as Doc works to try to save him. And Axel informs her of the growth of the Van Helsing lineage. Have new sisters. And Axel tells her that they need her help with the Dark One and they need to get to Fort Collins. And Doc says, no, I can't leave. She looked scared. Yes. There's more of those super vampires out there. She tells him that Yeah, thankfully she fills in. (laughs) Yeah. She tells him that Hanson sent her there to work on the serum, but it hadn't been tested and deployed anyway, only to find out it had side effects on humans as well as vampires. Oh my god, so are those things supposed to be human? Possibly. Now, I don't think it really... From what I can tell from the serum, or at least what originally got deployed, I don't, I couldn't tell if it actually converted humans into vampires or if it was, you know, we know it converted some of the vampires into super vampires. Oh, that's what, that's probably what she's talking about. Not, it's like, hey, we're going to turn you into a vampire. Sorry. Right. But Axel figures that must be why they aren't healing as quickly. And there's the part of one of the side effects is if you did have some vampire powers in you, but had been converted back, you kind of lose the quick healing and probably some of the super strength. And Doc tells him that they got attacked and they released the serum into the air. It killed off 95% of the vampires, but the other 5% turned into super vampires. And all I thought was, great, they made reverse. Right. (laughs) So I was like, no, what's happening? She goes on to say one got inside and it was chaos, but she couldn't run because of the serum in the air because she was a vampire once upon a time as well. Well, Axel wants Julius on his feet as soon as possible as they have to get back to Fort Collins. Well, that's impossible, Doc says. And Axel drops the bomb on her that Jolene is alive, safe, and he can take her to her. Well, that definitely changed Doc's tune. There's a name we haven't heard for a while. Yes. Well, both Doc and Jolene we hadn't seen in a while. Later on, Axel is watching the security monitors when he sees two vamps outside the building. And they argue, and the guy throws the girl down, rips off her arm, and throws it at the camera, which takes it offline. This can't be good. What the heck? (laughs) Okay. Gonna rip your arm off. Thanks. Yeah. And later on, Doc is working on something while keeping an eye on Julius when Julius wants to know why he can't move. And Doc tells him that it's for his safety and theirs as she thinks she's got the serum corrected. But doesn't. The way she said it, (laughs) I thought she was experimenting on him. Oh, basically. Because that's the way it made it sound. And I'm like, what is she doing? Did she go bad again? No. (laughs) Because she seemed a little weird. Yeah. Of course, Julius (laughs) knows that she stuck him again and and that she knows he hates it, but she tells him it was either that or death. Well, yeah, I think I'd choose the needle over death. Fine. (laughs) And he asks about Axel, and Doc tells him that he's fine, he's just itching to get out of there. And Julius tells her to leave him behind because Jack and Violet need her help. They're more important. It's like, uh, not going to go over well. Right. And they're going back and forth, and Doc finally says, okay, I'll 
get you to shut up as she turns the gas onto his mask. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> night. <"Take> this monster. <laughs> and Doc tells him that Axel told her that Julius never gave up on her, and Julius replies with, it looks like it's mutual. And then we hear an alarm going off, and Doc says she'll be right back and leaves. And she meets Axel in the security room, reporting that it's a perimeter breach. And Axel goes, the door's still closed, so how could it be a perimeter breach? And they wonder if it's a false alarm, and Doc notices it's coming from an air duct, which Doc thinks they couldn't fit into. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, as soon as she said that. (laughs) Yeah, and you would think Axel would have said... Because he saw the two vampires. And right. The guy, yeah, there's no way he could have fit in there. But when he ripped off the girl's arm, well, that's a little more likely. Right. Later on, we see Axel checking the halls out while Doc is putting her serum on a bullet. I thought she lost it because she was talking. And I'm like, there's nobody there. Right. <laughs> but actually, Julius was in the room with her as she's doing this. And Axel calls for Doc, and she puts the bullet down, saying, one down, 300 more to go. (laughs) Guess that's all the bullets they got left in the unit. And we see her leave, and we see blood dripping on the table that she was working at. Yeah, I'm sure everything's fine. Right, this can't be good. But of course, I guess vampires still have blood, but I didn't think it was red, but maybe... That kind of threw me off just Maybe a little bit. Maybe she was there. drooling blood. Yes. Because <laughs> we see that happen oh so often. Right. So Doc joins Axel in an empty room where Axel finds an opening into the air duct. He moves a ladder over there and crawls up and he looks in one direction, nothing. But when he turns the other direction, he sees the female vamp and almost falls off the ladder. Yeah, I just felt like he was looking... A long time in one direction. Right. And I'm like, maybe you should look at the other. (laughs) And Doc stops Axel from using a grenade, telling him that there are gas lines everywhere. And I just love Doc and Axel and the back and forth that they have. (laughs) The whole episode was just greatness between those two. Mm -hmm. And she leaves, telling him she's got a bullet that needs testing. Oh, great. Leave me alone with the vampire. Thanks a lot. (laughs) So Axel follows the sound in the air duct and fires a couple of bullets into it, causing the vampire to fall out as he runs. Well, it's not like that vamp was getting very far. Or very fast. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if he noticed it didn't have a second arm or not. I didn't notice for a while it didn't have legs either. Right. And the vampire makes it to the hand reader, which opens the outside door as Doc and Axel come face to face with the super vampire. Oh, this great. Is not good. <laughs> no. And Axel fires a couple of rounds into him as they run, and the female vampire makes it to Julius's room, but this time the hand reader denies her. Hmm. What's up with that? I didn't know why. All I seen was, oh, this probably isn't good. Yeah. Well, the. What I figured was this had to be two people that work inside the Sunrise unit because they know too much about it. And and she's in there? Yes. <laughs> like in the reader, which I still thought was weird. It's like, why wouldn't you have like taken her off or something? Right. Well, I have a feeling these are probably a couple of the last two that got taken in the that one attack. And so 
I guess Doc didn't realize. Oh, maybe Doc needed. doesn't know how. Right. So as Doc and Axel hide, Doc tells Axel that they will try to lure them into a trap because she knows who it was as he was the one that got them into this mess. So he happens to be the doctor that demanded they release the serum into the air. Oh, great. Yeah. Axel grabs a machete, just happened to be lying around on the floor, and tells Doc when he zaps him, take his head. I have a feeling this isn't going to work out too well. Yeah, I'm like, that little knife may not do it. Yeah, especially as big as this cat is. Axel climbs up into the pipes and locates the former doctor. He jumps down, grabs an electrical cable, and gives the supervan a shock, but Doc is just a tad late and doesn't quite get through the neck. So they run into another room where Doc says (laughs) nothing can get in and breaks the hand reader as she closes the door. Yeah, and I'm like, never say that, because that's always when bad things happen. Yes, absolutely. Especially if that's a doctor who knows this facility inside and out. Right. So the female vampire has returned with her torn off arm, which opens the door. But when she's about to attack Julius, he wakes up. Okay, that explains a lot. Yep. Because, like I said, I was tweeting, so it was kind of hard to watch some of it. But, like, I see arm. It looked like the arm kind of flew in, and then she's, like, standing or, like, pulling herself up. I'm like, what just happened? Right. <laughs> Yeah, she went and got her other arm because it was that hand that she needed to get access to the room. And we see that the ex-doctor is not a stupid person as he swaps the oxygen line to the room for carbon dioxide. And Doc sees the supervance switch the line, so Axel decides he's going to rush it so Doc can escape. And Doc won't let him do it as she grabs his grenade and telling him he'll be safe in the room. No, he won't. If you go out and blow yourself and the super vamp up, he's still got that CO2 pumping into the room. Right? I'm like, did you forget about that part? Yeah. (laughs) And out of nowhere, the super vampire's head explodes. (laughs) What the hell? And Doc opens the door to find Julius with a gun in his hand. Standing there with his IV and everything like, hey yeah. guys, <laughs> Axel how you doing? Doc, her bullet worked. And Doc asks Julius, how did he know? And Julius tells her that he wasn't as out of it as she thought. Yay. Goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was still like, what the heck just happened? Right. Yeah, that's some serum if all you got to do is shoot him and his head blows off. Right. Now, I don't know if he shot him in the head, but that's... Perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what we need to get rid of super vampires is whatever it is, it blows off their head. Yes, I concur. <laughs> so later, Doc explains to Julius that the new serum should improve their ability to heal, but if he uses too much, his heart could explode. I love that. It's like more than a drop, ticker goes pop. <laughs> I'm like, I love these two. It's yeah. like, oh, Julius, I love that you have such a um, lighthearted way to look that you might die. Right. <laughs> so Axel comes in telling Julius the truck is ready, but, well, he called Fort Collins and was on hold, which kind of miffed him. <laughs> but Violet speaks and he steps out of the room. Axel asks about Jack and tells her they should be there soon. Well. Unfortunately, Jack never came back, 
and that the dark one escaped as the president. That's not good. Yeah, and I love that he's like, wait, this isn't a secure line. It's like, stop talking. Do not tell anyone where you're going, and he will be the one to find her. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. He's like, don't worry, I'll find you. She's like, I know. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole lot of directions you can go from Fort Collins. (laughs) Right. He also warns her of the orange powder out there. We see Doc pack up the treated bullets. And Axel tells Julius that they have to move as there's a change of plans and he'll tell him about it in the truck. And then he asks Doc if she's coming and she tells him no, that it's the end of the line for her. I know. And this is like, what did she do? Right. I was like freaking out like something was going to happen. Right. She gives Julius the box of bullets that she made and tells them to use them sparingly. Doc tells Axel it's been a good ride as they hug because he told her where to find Jolene. Aha! That's why she's not coming along. And then we get Doc and Julius Nacho cheesing each other. (laughs) And they hug and she tells them to go. I was like, oh, it's so sweet. And I, I still don't remember the Nacho cheese thing. Right. But I'm like, it was really sweet what was happening. They were together. It's like, okay, what's going to happen? But I really thought Doc was going to kill herself. Right. But no, the I got worried because she seemed so odd. Right. Yeah, it was hard to tell what was going on in Doc's head through most of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think she felt real good about herself. At one point in time, she tells Axel that she couldn't save everybody. And so that probably was weighing on her because of what happened in the past that just brings up old wounds for her and yeah you would think with as much as both axel and julius emphasized that violet and jack need her to fight the dark one she would have been okay well let's let's finish this but nope she decided her heart needed to have some time with jolene So we go check out on Fort Collins, where Violet is being tortured with a shock stick while being asked by Sergeant Weathers, a.k.a. Luvia Peterson. Yay! I was going nuts because I couldn't figure out who she was. I know, me too. (laughs) Message me. Yeah, I tweeted out, I know that voice. (laughs) I'm like, I don't remember that face. I mean, I remembered the face, but I didn't remember the face in regards to this. Right, yeah, different. Different hairstyle and in an army uniform and everything. So, yeah. Fortunately, wormhole writers let me know that it was (laughs) Luvia. Violet tells her that it isn't the president. It's the ultimate vampire that can make herself look like anyone. Well, of course, Weathers is being a military smartass and asks, where is the real president? Which Violet replies is probably dead. And Weathers opens a couple of drawers. (laughs) President? Nope, nope. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that attitude made me want to smack her. Right. Violet tells her that her power trip is just wasting time and gets a shock stick across the face. Then we see Ivory waking up in her cell. Basically, it's a key carded office (laughs) with nothing in it as the guards put Violet in hers. So they have Violet's feet chained together as well as her wrist as Ivory gets her attention by banging on the glass. At least it wasn't like a one-way mirror or something. Right, yeah. These were definitely just offices. 
Yeah. And Ivory asks if she's okay, and Violet just smirks. And you go, okay, Violet, what kind of devious plan have you already thought up? And we find out real soon, as later we see Ivory screaming for the guards to help her, and tells the guard that shows up to help Violet. The guard opens Violet's door with his key card and rushes in to find Violet has hung herself. I was like, where the hell did that stuff come from? She was chained to the floor. Right. She just grabbed the drapes. Yeah, it, it took a minute for me to realize <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, what? What just happened? And as he tries to undo the noose, we see Violet's eyes open and more guards come running. Weathers and two other guards enter and Violet tells them one more step and the guard she has, the noose around his neck is a goner. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> that guard was a black tech employee, which Weathers thinks are traitors and she would be doing her a favor. I don't think that's what Violet was hoping for. No. <laughs> like, ooh, so close. Yes. Well, Violet lets him go, telling Weathers that she can prove she's telling the truth if she would just let her show her. Well, Weathers informs her that they are to be executed later today by decapitation on the president's orders. Weathers and the guards leave, and Violet pulls the keycard from her sleeve and tells Ivory it's time to give that bitch a wake-up call. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, all right, you know she had to try something slick, but at the same time, I'm like, what the heck? Like, you don't think it's weird that the president's like, yeah, just behead them. Right. That should be... Well, and even Weathers says that's a little barbaric for her taste. And why wouldn't you question it even more? But Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's like, eh, all right. What? Yeah. So later on, Weathers and the guards discover that Violet and Ivory have escaped and calls it in. She tells one guard that she wants the building locked down and wants to know who has entered or left the building. And the guard kind of questions her but then shows her that he just accessed utility server room B. You like, oh, it must be me. Oh. hadn't figured out you lost your key card yet. Well, he didn't seem like the brightest bulb. No, that's just like most of the black tech guards. <laughs> guards recapture Violet and Ivory again with Violet telling Weathers they just need to show her something. Weathers thinks they should execute them now, but Violet asks her why would they erase the security tapes. Of course, Weather says, well, maybe you two did it. Viler tells her the only way to be sure is to hit that space bar on the computer. So they had enough time to prep this whole thing. Well, Viler... Yeah, how long were they down there? Or did Viler just know, okay, this is exactly what we need, blah, blah, blah. Right, I think, all, yeah, she knew what she was looking for. So all she had to do was get into the backups and find it. Violet tells her that her father kept a backup of all security footage and it never got erased. So Weathers grabs the keyboard and watches the security footage of Dracula biting the president. Yeah, it, it was very graphic sounding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Later on, we see Weathers and other military guard bring Ivory her sword and Violet the amulet. Violet looks at the amulet and hears voices and tells Ivory that the blood has changed somehow. And she opens it. No! I was so mad. Yes. Like, she's like, huh, this is different. I should open it. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and when Ivory sees the dark smoke escaping, she rushes over to close it. Violet 
apologizes for not being prepared and tells Ivory that the only time she saw smoke like that was when the Dark One rose and wonders if it's a piece of her. Well, of course it is. Pilot, come on. <laughs> ah, I wonder what that could be. Yeah. And she uh. how a piece of the Dark One got inside the amulet and Ivory tells her it's impossible. Except time travel. <laughs> Well, we know what happened. Yeah, Weather comes in and tells them that the execution story wasn't bought and there will be boots on the ground in four hours. Violet thanks her and Weather tells her that if some demon has the nation under her thumb, it's time to cut that thumb off. Yay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, personally, I would have loved to see Luvia join our Scooby gang. That would be awesome because we could definitely use another fighter with of her ability. Well, we think she has ability right now. All we know is she can torture people. Yes. <laughs> well, being in military, we saw how Axel became. So, yeah, I would think that Weathers would be a pretty good BA to help fight off vampires. So, here's fingers crossed that she sticks, sticks around. So, we go to the White House. Oh, wonderful. Aide <laughs> comes in and tells the president that she needs to make a decision and a bold statement to show her resolve. So we already get the feeling that the people that work in the White House are definitely seeing a difference between the president before she went to Fort Collins and afterwards. So they're getting a little suspicious. Right. And he warns her that their counterparts think she's lost her edge. And Dracula informs him that they don't know how much edge she had. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No. Bathory asks about the assassins, and he tells her they're being held in Fort Collins, and that they will be brought to D.C. to be tested. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have that. Dracula tells him that they have to be killed and to cut off their heads and bring him to her. And the Yeah, and I'm like, uh, like, what the hell what? are you talking about? <laughs> I am glad he at least had the decency to be like uh say what and Bathory. oracle had to step in it's like whoa, 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 whoa um you know hey hold on a second yeah bathory tells them that they have committed treason which is punishable by death and that they are vampires who are able to look like humans well the aide finally agrees to pass the message along and leaves well Dracula's yeah he just was not I don't think he was buying it. No, not at all. Dracula's not happy about playing this charade, but Bathory tells her they need to until they get her missing piece back. Once the Van Helsings are purged and she gets her power back, they will be able to reveal themselves. That doesn't sound good either. No. Later on, the aide comes in questioning why he wasn't informed of the president's plan to go on national TV. He tells the president that she's not the leader that he originally agreed to follow and warns her that the people will rise up. We see Bathory excuse herself to take a call from Fort Collins as the executions must be over. <laughs> we know how well how that went. It's like, are they though? Yeah. President goes on to inform the people that she is declaring martial law because of the new threat from the vampires that it can appear as neighbors, co-workers, or even your friends. Okay, so as she's making the speech, I'm like, who are you declaring martial law over? The I mean, country. honestly, there's like not a whole bunch of normal people. We don't even know who's watching you, okay? Exactly. <laughs> 
It's like there's a lot of places that it was still just vampires. So please explain to me how you're like, I'm going to declare martial law and tell, tell everybody this, this, this. It's like, we don't know who's even like paying attention to you right now. Right. We didn't know about you for how long? Exactly. Yeah. There's no way to know because from what we've seen, there's a good chunk of the population that are, is vampires now and the rest of them are hiding. So they aren't going to have TVs to watch. Right. So is she declaring martial law over the vampires? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to listen. Right. Unless they don't they know who out. she is. Yeah. <laughs> the only way they'll listen is if she comes face to face with them. And then they still might not. She'd right. probably have to take them out. Yep. After the speech, we see that Dracula and Bathory feasted on a couple of the staff, but Dracula tells her that it didn't give her the strength she had hoped it would. And not until she's whole again will she have her full strength. Well, let's just hope that doesn't happen. Bathory tells her they will find what has been lost and she will have it delivered along with the Van Helsing's heads. I have to say, though, I thought it was great that they're like sitting there like and kicked off their heels. It's like, see, even vampires don't want to wear heels. Exactly. And Dracula tells her that her loyalty is the only thing that she can trust, but her methods she finds ineffective. Uh Uh-oh, this can't be good. I know, I'm like, uh, what is she saying? Not good for Bathory. And we see Bathory having a vision of Dracula dead on the floor. And of course, Dracula wants to know what she saw in her vision, and Bathory lies about her victory and leave. Wait, I watched it twice. I thought it was Bathory on the floor. I don't think so. Now, it might have been. Yeah, I swear it was Bathory lying on the floor, because okay. she's like, and where are you? And she's like, by your side, of course. Right. That's why I'm like, uh, yeah, no, you're be. not. Yeah, <laughs> could be. Yeah, it was with the faces all... Gray and almost stone-like, it was hard to tell exactly who it was. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I because I had started to tweet something, so I looked down and looked up, I'm like, damn it! Yeah. I had to go back, and I'm like, what is it? What did I miss? Right. So Bathory breaks out the tarot cards and starts to lay them out. And Dracula gets a surprise visitor from a piece of the power which has returned. She envelops it and creates a creature from her blood and sends it to find the rest of her missing power. Yeah, she's like, oh, my pet. It's like, oh, this probably isn't good. No. Okay, how do you battle this? (laughs) Right. Bathory starts turning over cards. On top is the death card, on the bottom is the fool, and across the middle, it's Jack, Violet, and Vanessa. Every card from the deck that she places down afterwards is Jack, Violet, and Vanessa. Yeah, I'm like, those aren't normal tarot cards. No, they're not. (laughs) And she gets frustrated and pushes all the cards off the table as we hear Dracula cackling. Do you think that, like, Dracula knew what was going on and knew that Bathory is going to basically be killed at this point? Because she didn't seem too torn up about anything. No, no, because when Bathory gets up and leaves, you see Dracula kind of go, yeah, uh uh-huh, I didn't know what you saw, and you're lying your ass off. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, it's very possible that Dracula knows exactly what's going on with Bathory. Mm. Unfortunately, I was hoping to maybe somehow save her. Bring her back to being a vampire hunter, but I don't know. We'll have to see. 
So we go to Loveland now, where Jolene is informed that the last bus is loaded and the guy tells her it's time to go and reminds her that she said it wasn't safe there anymore. And she looks back for a moment, and when she turns to leave, she sees Doc. Jolene tells her that she found her. Doc tells her, no, I never lost you. I beg to differ. Yes. <laughs> and Doc tells her through thick and thin, the only thing she ever wanted was her. And they share a tender yet passionate kiss. And then hand in hand, they get on the bus. Okay, and I will tell you, the way she was holding her head, because I still felt like something was off. I'm like, oh my God, is she going to kill her? Right. <laughs> like, it just... It was, again, just weird, and I don't know why I'm so focused on Doc acting so strange, but I felt like it was like a throwback to when Doc was changed. Right. And, like, we didn't know what was going on, so I was really starting to worry. Right, yeah, because, yeah, the way she grabbed her face, it could have very easily turned into a neck snap. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, she's going to kill her. Right. But doesn't look that way. (laughs) Thank God. Yes. We apparently have at least one happy ending, but I'm not going to write Doc off just yet. Even I though it does think look that so. way. Yeah, let's hope but, not, because I still think we're going to need Doc to take out Dracula, but maybe not. Maybe it'll only take Vanessa to show up. Guess we'll see. Yep, good episode. It was. I, I enjoyed it. Back. Yeah, now if we could just get everybody together in the same place and time. <sighs> That may never happen. Come yeah, on. Not until the final episode. <laughs> right? They're going to make us wait. It's like, grr. Yet, I wouldn't be surprised. Come on. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm just, I don't know. Like, the setup for some just had me worried. Right. So, hopefully, things aren't going really wonky. <laughs> I just can't trust things. I don't right, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, all right. Well, you know how we feel. You know how I feel. <laughs> We want to know how you feel. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y at fangirlzone.com. And let us know because we'd love to hear from you. Um, while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show. They can totally binge watch four episodes or four seasons and catch up on the four episodes that we're on now and then watch the rest of it with you. And we want to say welcome to the people who have started listening, because I see we have some new subscribers over on YouTube. So welcome, and thank you for joining us, and hope you're enjoying everything. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. More than a drop, the ticker goes pop. And until next time.